We're letting the ponies out of the barn and kicking off another day of Sooner Sports Talk. It's time for the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Hit the guys up on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Now, live from the Palace in Piedmont and the Brown O'Haver Studios in Norman, here are Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Looking left, lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops, touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment. There's a play action. Deep drop. There it is. Caleb He's looking deep. Him. Let's it fly. Marvin behind the defense. Got it! Bam! Peter! Marvelous! Win column Sooners. Game over. Final score of the 2021 Valero Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma 47 and Oregon 32. And Bob Stoops comes out of retirement to lead the Sooners to victory in San Antonio. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. And the final show of 2021. T-Row in the morning show time, the morning after the Valero Alamo Bowl. 47-32 Sooners over the Ducks on... A night that I think we'll remember for a long time. Uh, Toby Rowland with you. I'm live in San Antonio. Uh, it's been an interesting night. I will uh, tell you more about that coming that coming up. TJ Perry back in studio, I think, I assume this morning. TJ, good morning. How are you today? Good. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about the people of Norman. Uh, many of you doing the drive of shame this morning i think holy cow what's going on norman was hopping this morning at five something in the morning but then i'm worried about you i'm seeing tweets from you like two hours ago like i thought i knew you were gonna have a short night no we all did but i thought you would at least have gotten like three or four hours of sleep but then i see you're tweeting out in the middle of the night i don't so i'm worried about you too i'm Worried about the people of Norman. They slept in their cars, I think, and are just now driving home from a lot of places. Are the roads more packed than normal, or what? Like, what do you mean? I was driving down Robinson, and I'm like, "What's with? There's like people everywhere." I got to McDonald's. There's like four or five people in the drive-through line. Never the case. I might be behind one person, you know, in that time of the morning. Dare they? (laughs) Don't they know that's when you place your order? (laughs) Oh, uh, then the lady in front of me. Don't get me started on her. But yes, (laughs) it was. It did look like a lot of people. Like maybe around midnight, said perhaps I shouldn't drive home right now. I'm going to catch a quick nap and head home before Mm -hmm. I have to be at work in the morning. And. Uh, it looked like fired a lot of people had went. After the game last <laughs> night, I think they were. About what I they think saw. they were, man. It was a it was a fun night. So I think they had a little fun and are driving home early this morning. 
Well, um, hmm. so here's what happened. Uh, the game ended at 11.45 Central Standard Time. And we did a uh, oh, hour and a half or so post-game show. And uh, when we, I'm trying to do my coffee while I'm talking to you, so forgive me, I need to focus here a little bit. Um, <laughs> so when I when I signed off, I turn around and Gabe, Chris, everybody's right there. And Teddy and Gabe needed to do their podcast after the show last night. Back here at the hotel, because Gabe is getting on an airplane at 7.30 this morning and heading off somewhere, and it's unavailable. So they needed to bang out a podcast, a post-game podcast tonight. So they knew all along that it was going to be a rough, short night. And so uh, uh, we drove two cars over. We had two parking passes. Let me back up. Two parking passes, okay? Drake Dyken had a car. He went over earlier yesterday to set everything up with half the crew. I came over uh, about 4.30 yesterday afternoon with the other half of the crew because uh, Chris and Gabe had a show that ended at 4.30. So two waves. We got over there. We did the game. After the game, Teddy and Gabe have to get back to the hotel to do their podcast, which is a long podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. It's like an hour and a half. And it's already midnight. And so, and and Drake still has to break all the equipment down. So, I grab Plank, Teddy, and Gabe, and we head out and leave behind the other half of the crew to pack the stuff up. Apologizing because usually I stick around to help unpack or to pack up, but I was like, I gotta get these guys back over to the hotel. So we leave. We leave the Alamo Dome. We go. Uh, down to the car, out in the parking lot, to the Lander Chevy Tahoe, throw all of our bags in the back, shut the rear tailgate, and go around to the driver's side and realize I don't have my keys in my pocket. They're in my bag that I've just thrown in the back of the Tahoe. Well, it's a key fob, and... Even, I mean, this happens a lot. I, for whatever reason, it just doesn't make any sense, but I don't like to call a game with my keys and my wallet in my pockets. I, I have no logic. I, don't, I guess I don't. I guess I want to feel aerodynamic. I don't know why. But whenever I call a game, I always take them out of my pockets. I put them in my backpack, in the front zipper. And it's not a big deal. It's happened before where I've thrown my backpack in the car and then shut the door. But the key fob can still sense that I'm there. It's on the other side of the door, and it still allows me to push the little silver button and open the door. Happens all the time. Not a big deal. Well, in this case, we had four guys with a bunch of bags, and we mine was on the bottom of the pile in the back, and so the key fob can't, it, oh, the, it can't get not, to the sensor. Not getting it. Yeah, I'll get you. So we're all standing outside the Tahoe, locked out. And what a terrible moment that was. I cannot tell you, for four guys who get along well and like each other very much, that was tested last night. I will tell you, uh, there's a chance that uh, I have strained some relationships in the Sooner Radio crew. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, I hope not. But 
I do not think Gabe and Teddy are very happy with me. Uh, that's probably not true. They're probably handling it fine, but we, uh, we were locked out. We tried everything. We tried to, <laughs> at one point, Teddy and Gabe were jumping on the, uh, the, the rail there trying to shift the bags around in the back <laughs> flip, with their body flip weight. stuff over, yeah. So that the key fob could whatever. We called OnStar. I don't have OnStar on this vehicle. It's a dealer It's a dealer vehicle. I don't have OnStar on it. We called Chevy. Fi- finally, we called Chevy. Or OnStar sent us to Chevy. Chevy hooked us up with a locksmith to come out. But the, they needed payment in advance, and my wallet is in the back, in my in my backpack. Oh, so Teddy geez. had to pay for the oh, no, locksmith with his credit card, and he's try He thinks it might be a scam, so he's given. He's got skeptical Teddy look on his face. <laughs> I'm not buying this. Teddy's trying to. So here's what ends up happening. Uh, we're out there for like a half hour, and here, sure enough, come Drake and the rest of the crew. They've packed up the uh, booth, and they're ready to go home. And we're still all standing around. They're like, what's going on? Well, we're locked out. Well, now they want to try to help us. But now we've, finally, we, we get this. We got uh, a locksmith coming, but it's going to be an hour. And so Gabe's like, you know what? I'm going back to the hotel. You guys just let me know when you get there, and I'll get my stuff. And Teddy decides he's going to do that, too. So they all pile in Drake's car. (laughs) Teddy's in the back with all the bags. They don't have enough seats for everybody. So he is sitting in the back with the bags like a a junior high kid would go into baseball practice. (laughs) And Drake drives him from the Alamo Dome back to the Hyatt Regency. Chris stays with me. And eventually... Uh, this guy shows up about 3 o'clock in the morning and uh, unlocks our car. And uh, we get it all taken care of. We got back the short little drive to the Alamo from the Alamo Dome back here. Well, as soon as I uh, get here, I get a text from my wife at 3.15 in the morning. She's up. Something She's been talking to She can't sleep. So I call her. I tell her well, everything's been going on. My sons are here. They come by the room. I talk to them. I got 35 minutes. I'm working on 35 minutes of sleep, TJ. Oh, and uh, I don't know if Teddy and Gabe ever got their podcast done. I doubt it. I'm sure they're upset with me. Chris has been up doing a show since 5. He started the show at 5. <laughs> So there's God. no way he's got any sleep at all. And uh and we're headed home uh later uh, this morning. So I'm giving that's, you guys the day off tomorrow. I that I'm just gonna do that for you. <sighs> yeah, that was a hilarious joke that Drake had for us about two AM too. Yeah. Um, tell you what, I feel sorry for you guys. I'm giving you tomorrow off. So anyway, uh very excited OU won the Alamo Bowl. Very excited to talk about it today. Right now, I feel okay. I got a nice little 35-minute nap. I got a cup of coffee in front of me. And uh, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of audio to play for you today post-game. I'm going to guess if you're up listening to this show today, you either didn't see 
the second halfer went right to bed as soon as it ended, and you probably haven't heard a lot of the post game. So we got some good stuff for you coming up on the show today, and we're going to power through, TJ, because that's what we do. That's what we're going to power through. Man, that's rough. I'm a 48-year-old man that's rough. who locked his keys in the car. <laughs> now, I know the answer is no to this before I ask it, but now I'm not even going to say anything, no. Go ahead. Well, like, I have an app on my phone that can start, unlock, and lock my truck doors. I'm surprised yours doesn't have an app to allow you to do that. I know the answer is no, because obviously you would have gone straight to the app and unlocked the door. I don't have that app. Yeah, huh. Maybe one exists. Maybe I should investigate that today. Yeah. But I've never used it or needed it. Sure. I uh, just have always had the key fob. And oh, man. I've never had an issue. I'm sorry, dude. Until, <laughs> until uh, uh, 2 a.m. in San Antonio the night after the Alamo Bowl. You'll always remember the is, Alamo. We will always remember the Alamo. <laughs> Kudos for, to for Chris Plank standing out in the parking lot with me for an hour and a half. We, uh, we've we really bonded. I mean, we were close before this trip, TJ, but we're really close now after <laughs> the drive down. <laughs> At least two. Wasn't it warm down there? I think I saw it was 80 yeah, down there nice. yesterday, so it wasn't like Beautiful. you were in a, you know cold, blizzardy conditions in the parking lot. So I guess that's a oh, positive. Weather. Yeah. We had... Uh, we had some Chick-fil-A salads there with us, so we were fortified. <laughs> oh, what a terrible People, night. I need you today, all right? Well, I want to hear your calls and your text messages today. Your thoughts on the Alamo Bowl. We'll talk about it next. T-Row in the morning show underway on a whatever day this is. We'll be back. Side side. I said, hey, come. Wake up with Toby Rowland. The T-Row in the morning show. I can't be troubled with going inside. I got some butt rubbing to do. (laughs) (laughs) T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Toby just got out of the parking lot of the Alamo Dome. <laughs> and <laughs> made himself a cup of coffee. Accurate. <laughs> completely answered my question. Fortunately, so. in-room coffee maker's pretty good here, so that's helping. I did sit there this morning and go, huh, wonder why he's tweeting out at that time of night. Did they go out after the game? Uh, I wish you would have gone out. You know, after the I game. was at least then. You I was going to. I probably would have got the same amount of sleep. It just got reorganized because when we left, I was, you know, I was kind of juiced, have a hard time. Well, I was kind of like, you know what? We're going to go down on the river walk and find some food. And who cares? What's the difference between three hours of sleep and two hours of sleep, right? So that was my plan. Uh, maybe I'll go find the boys. Well, you know, I'm not going to go straight to bed. Well, I mean, it, so it probably worked out the same. I just stood in a parking lot for an hour and a half rather than 
fight crowds on the Riverwalk. It was not quite as fun. At least, um, at least OU won and uh, did it in a way yeah. that uh, was impressive and fun. And uh, 47-32, Sooners win it if you went to bed you before that the game? game was over last night. I did. I enjoyed everything about it. I, I'm not alone when I'm going to say this, and everybody in Sooner Nation, I think, feels this way today. Like Bob Stoops today means so much more to me than he did five weeks ago. Like, I don't know. I like that. My I love the guy already. I thought he was tremendous, you know. Uh, but I don't know that love. Like uh, it's like the Grinch in the cartoon when his heart just uh, starts growing and it explodes out of his chest. That's kind of how I am with Bob Stoops now. I just I love the guy. I can't get enough of him. Especially new Bob. New Bob is like my best friend, and we don't even hang out. But he's my best friend. I think. So I thoroughly enjoyed that last night. That was that can was a I lot of fun. Quick Bob, can I tell you a quick Bob story? Oh, absolutely. We're going to talk about the game, yeah, probably. So we ended up doing the pregame interview yesterday. You remember that whole thing about moving the interview to yeah, yesterday? Yeah, that's right. Eleven a.m. yesterday morning, I go down to uh, the ballroom level, which is where all the team meeting rooms are, coaches' offices, dining room. That, that's the team area, and I go to. Uh, where Julie tells me to go. I'm about 15 minutes early. And I go over to the coach's offices, and I'm standing outside. And while I'm standing there, I see a bunch of people. And I see Kenny Mossman. Talk to Kenny for a while. I see Kale Gundy. Talk to Kale. I was like, you nervous, man? He's like, nah. I was like, come on. You're a little bit nervous. And he's like, nah, I'm not feeling it. I was like, come on, Kale. You've never called plays before. You're a little bit nervous. And he's laughing. He's like, nah, I feel okay. Um. So anyway, we're just kind of shooting the bull, and sure enough, uh, I'm turned the other way, and I hear behind me, I go, I hear, uh, hey, Joe! And I turn around, and here comes Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to do this? I was like, yeah, coach, I'm ready to do this. Where do you want to go? He goes, how about, how about right here? I was like, all right, and I start to fire up my recorder, and he goes, no, 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 let's go, let's go over there, and let's sit in those chairs over there. I was like, okay. So we go over, and we start to sit in the chair. He goes, you like it here? I was like, yeah, this is fine, coach. And he's like, I don't know. Is it too noisy here? It's like all of a sudden he's media interview <laughs> expert, oh, no. Bob Stoops. <laughs> too noisy oh, here? Awesome. I was like, ah, a, little, a little background noise. Doesn't he? he goes, let's go. Oh, what are you, how about we go in the office? And the office doors are locked. And he goes over. You know, the, I, I was like, no, it's okay. We can go back over there to those chairs. He's like, ah, all right. So we go back to the chairs. About that time, somebody comes out of the office, and he goes, oh. Office is open. You want to go up in the office? I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Let's go in the office. So we go in the office. So we go in the office, and as soon as we walk in, he pulls his phone out of his pocket and a charging cord. And he goes, uh, hey, I, I, my phone's completely dead. I got to, before we start this, I got to plug my phone in. <laughs> and I'm already laughing at myself like, what? <laughs> Who is this person? <laughs> And uh, he was, like, looking for a wall outlet, and there was a power strip on the table. The first power strip he tried to fit it in only had one open hole. And you know how those square apple butts don't always fit in the one open hole? (laughs) Yeah. So he gets it about – it goes about halfway in, but he can't – his phone's completely dead, so he can't tell if it's actually charging his phone or not. So he goes and finds another strip and plugs – I mean, it's just seven minutes, ten minutes of me and Bob trying to find the perfect setting for this interview – and a place for him to plug in his phone. And I'm just loving every second. 
I'm like, you know, because it's the last it time. Yeah, that's it. One, it's the last time pregame that we'll ever do something like this. I never thought we'd ever do it again, and we got to do it one more time, and this is the last time. And two, I'm just kind of sitting back watching this man who has gone through a complete metamorphosis as a human being in the last five years. I've interviewed him hundreds of times. Pre-game interviews with him, I don't know how many times. They are matter-of-fact. They are three minutes, and and I got it. Don't go more than three because I got something else coming in three minutes, and I need you to get in, you know get out of my office. That I don't mean to be mean. He wasn't mean with me. It's just that's the way it worked in the past. And now it's like, you want to go sit over here? How about we go sit over there? You want to go? Hang on a second. I got to plug in my phone. And I mean, it's just, I, 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 that's, I've never enjoyed an interview more in my life. And then we went for seven minutes, TJ. It's, he How just kept that? going and going and going and going. Uh, well, he understands okay, it ahead. now. Let's He's like, you've got time to fill. I'm going to help you fill it here. Um, exactly. Oh, man. Just watching him on the sideline last night, watching he was different on the sideline last night. He still, you know, was intense and you could tell, especially at points of that game. But then you would see him, you know, hugging Drake and, and slapping guys on the head and just the cowboy hats getting passed around that Bob apparently got as a gift and ended up giving it to the team to yeah. pass around for big plays. And, you know, I, I, I went to bed obviously right when it was over last night. So this morning is you know, is when I got up and was kind of oh. watching some of the post-game stuff with Brent. The visor? The visor thing. And then I'm, like, all choked oh up this morning. Gosh. I'm like, that gummit, I think Bob Stoops almost made me cry over a football game that happened last night, and it was the Alamo Bowl. So, oh, man, it was uh, it was just awesome watching him last night. And I knew that was going to be the highlight of the game, but for them to perform the way that they did just, just topped it off. It, it was just a great night. There was a palpable buzz in that building before the game last night i mean electrifying buzz like like you know before ou texas or a real i don't even know if a home game is like that where when the kickers walk out the crowd goes crazy right Mm -hmm. here comes another crowd goes that's what the building was like last night. Everybody, like, Bob stayed in the locker room for a long time. And then finally, here he comes walking out by himself for pregame warm-ups. He comes walking out of the tunnel. And it erupts. Stadium erupts. They show him on the big screen. He's waving at everybody as he's walking across the field. He's, like, turning to all the fans and waving. And I go, Teddy. This is the craziest year ever. <laughs> we had a 9-0 and football team that the fans hated. Undefeated. And they hated this football team. Hate it's too strong of a word, but you know what I'm saying, TJ. Highly disappointed, yes. Aggravated. And now we're in the Alamo Bowl. And they are beside themselves excited <laughs> for a football game. And I get it. I was too. 
this year was a movie. Oh, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it. It just depends on how long you want your movie to be. It's a series is what it is. Like the last 30 days is a movie. You you take this season, and it's one of those 10-part Michael Jordan documentaries is what it is. And last night was the glorious ending to it. It, it is crazy. Like, like if somebody would have came from the future, like Doc Brown would have traveled back and told OU fan in July, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be 9-0. and They'll be like, ooh, all right, all right. But then you're going to uh, lose to Oklahoma State to end your season. That's going to bump you to the Alamo Bowl. Lincoln Riley is going to walk on you out of nowhere and, and leave you for USC. And then you're going to get to the Alamo Bowl, and it's going to be one of the most glorious nights you can remember spending as an OU fan. And you'll be like, what? Shut up. That's exactly what it ended up being. Um, exactly a story what it that, uh, you know. Nobody nobody could have wrote it. Nobody could have seen it coming. If you did go to bed, by the way, and I don't know what they showed on television, so I don't know if they even showed this, but an iconic moment in OU football history happened after the game last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something that will be shown forever. They bring Bob Stoops onto the stage to present him the trophy. And... Then they interview him. They, I believe the man's name is Paul Calcaterra. Could have that yes. wrong. Maybe it's yeah, Carcaterra. I believe you're right, yes. Carcaterra. We had Grant Calcaterra. I think this guy's Carcaterra. Anyway, he's asking Bob about the game. Then he says something about the future of OU football. And Bob says, where's Brent? Where's Brent? Now, they're, now he's on a stage. The entire football team's out there. Fans, administration, not fans, but uh, families are down there. There's a packed crowd on the field around him. Where's Brent? Brent is on the field, but he's in the back of this mob. He's 30 yards away. And he goes, get up here. Get up here. Well, Brent starts to laugh and walk walk his way toward the stage. But there's a ton of people to go through. And Bob goes, everybody part the seas. Make way. Let him through. He's saying this while he's on the stage. So everybody gets out of the way. They create a alley for Brent to get his way through to the stage. And then he gets up on the stage, and Bob takes off his visor and puts it on Brent Venable's head. And it was amazing. Just an awesome, awesome moment, yeah. Like, it's one of those where everybody – it was, I, I don't even, it was amazing. I mean, the symbolism, the, everything about it, like if you're a Sooner football fan, you couldn't help but get chills. I mean, it was just, and Brent's grinning from ear to ear, and he's getting the visor all fitting right and everything. And <laughs> just awesome. Just he's awesome. like, I was clean, Bob. That's a little sweaty and full of Gatorade. Thanks. To wash my hair. You know, now. we need. We need to talk about Brent last night, too, because I think he was a, a funny story. So, How we got a lot to talk about. Uh, it is a Thursday morning, 30th of December. We'll be back. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Look, there's another morning host in this market that may think they're the influencer in this state. But I think I just proved who the true influencer is in this state. That's true.
true. That's a mic drop right there. T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. First and 10 from the 16. Handoff Brooks again, sweeping left. Puts his foot nice. in the ground, cuts it up. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Kennedy Brooks, 16 yards. What do you want people to know about the future of Oklahoma football? Where's Coach Venables at? Come on. How about this? Brent Venables is at the back of the crowd. This is going to take a while for him to get Let up him there. Through. He's, well, he's on right the jog. Now. Venables is on the jog, Sooner guys. Land isn't going anywhere. We're actually going to keep climbing. I promise you. You worked with Coach Venables for many years. What is Sooner Nation getting in a head coach? They're getting a guy with passion, a guy that loves the game, a guy that loves his players, and a, and a winner. You're getting a winner, a champion guy. Congratulations, coach. Bob just handed his visor to Brent Venables. Coach, I'm going to ask you one question only. Wow. What excites you the most about being a Sooner next season? It's great to be back home, man. This is home. You know, home's where the heart is. And, uh... Can't wait to start working with these guys here, man, tonight showed what the future is going to look like. Caleb Williams leading us as a leader of our offense and that damn defense. Coming up with them stops, you guys dominated the line of scrimmage in the first half. Second half, offensive line wore their ass out. And uh, we got that dub, Coach Stoops. Congratulations, Coach Stoops. Congratulations to all of the Oklahoma Sooners, the 2021 Valero Alamo Bowl champ. You could, uh, you could hear, you could tell Brent, Brent was getting choked up. Yeah. Like the handing of the visor was like, Brent was like, like that's, that's silly, right? But if you are an Oklahoma fan, you understand the symbolism there. And Brent was like, holy cow. He was, he was getting choked up up on the stage. And, uh, you know, that was something else that was odd about last night. That's not the way a coaching change works. We've had some really unique coaching changes around here, TJ. The whole Bob DeLincoln thing was unique. And then I was told yesterday, we wanted to talk to Brent, obviously on our radio broadcast. And Brent agreed. But we didn't know exactly when it was going to happen, so stay flexible. Uh, It would probably be in the booth because Brent wanted to keep a low profile and not become a story of the game, and so he was going to kind of hide out in a suite and watch from up on high. That's what we were told. Well, (laughs) he got to the game, and I think he was feeling the atmosphere or something. He's like, i got to be in the middle of this. He was down on the field the whole game. Yeah, I was going to say, they showed on TV when they – obviously in the – they're in the stadium. They put him up on the big screen, and then he's waving and smiling. They 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 were actually showing that shot on television as they were doing it and stuff. So uh, they they went to him quite a bit during the game broadcast. Him and Schmitty stood at the fifteen yard line, <laughs> like two sixth grade basketball coaches <laughs> who are watching open gym trials, <laughs> right? <laughs> just just judging. Yeah. 
they were looking over, what do we got here? That's exactly what it looked like. Like they were just, they were talking to each other, standing there, arms folded, saying, what do we got to work with? And uh, uh, he did come on with us, but he came on on the sidelines. And uh, he stayed down there all night, and he was he was a part of the whole deal. So just very cool, just a remarkable night. How was the TV broadcast? Um, it was fine. I didn't have a, a well, it wasn't fine. Andre Ware hates uh, Oklahoma, so he's a little rough <laughs> to listen to call their games. So, um, to be honest, I had the volume down at one point to where I could barely even hear it, uh, especially in the second half. So, um, I guess that's what I thought of it. <laughs> I just kind of watched the game as it unfolded without much sound. So. Um, he's always difficult for me to watch during an Oklahoma game. The couple of times he's done it. So, um, how about the, uh, uh only, the, the, if only there was another option. I know, I know, but I don't, Someday ha- we'll figure you know, I work in radio, out. but I don't have a radio in my house and figuring out the streaming on my phone. I mean, come on delays no, there. So <laughs> it's, so, it's so difficult. I, I said the one thing that stood out to me on television last night was the head official. Because I don't know what uh, 30s crime movie they got him from. Shay, Shay, we got a hold here. We got a hold. And now we got to take him back five yards on that one. Shay. I was like, where did this guy come kick? back? You How knew that was coming at some was point in the game. Yeah. And obviously that set up the way they had kind of, you know, had a couple of big plays to kind of put them in striking distance, I guess you can say. But you knew it was coming at some point in. Uh, Jeremiah Hall was not going to let the thing get past him. He was just—he's like a cat pouncing on a on a piece of uh, food or something. So there was the fumble not long before that too. That I think was a fumble, Drake. Oh uh, yes, I, I do too. The Oregon—it was such symmetry with 15 years ago. The Oregon guy is standing there holding the football, and the referee's pointing the other way. And I'm like, "You got to be kidding me! This is like too. <laughs> this is planned. Like he's he he's doing. He's almost like he's imitating Alan Patrick, the Oregon guy holding the football, and the referee. They're like they're trying to recreate that photo from 15 years ago, only in the reverse. And I like this is uh, wild." But at that point, I think the officials decided it was too late, and they were done. They just gave OU a gift. <laughs> like, no, we had a pass interference before that. Yeah, you don't even get it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb Williams after the game, non-committal. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I thought I thought the answer was coming last night. Um, especially when I woke up this morning and saw that he had been allowed to the podium and and was allowed to speak, I said, all right, let me let me scroll through here because we obviously got our answer last night. And then I saw people uh, angry, and then I, I the text line was lit up here from some text from the post game last night, and I'm like, oh, no, what did Caleb Williams say? What did they say? say? Uh, angry that um, – angry, de- deci- uh, oh. angry that he didn't make a decision. Angry that he didn't make a decision. Upset that he would kind of draw this thing out after, you know, it's been several weeks now. And I realized, you know, what he said last night that I had finals, and then I'm preparing for this game, and I haven't thought about it much. But I don't, I, you know, people on the text line at two in the morning were not buying that, so they wanted an answer and wanted him to say, "Hey, I'm I'm staying at Oklahoma, and 
uh, a couple of them by then were like, just let him go. He don't want to stay here. Let him go. You know, we had a couple of those when I got here that came in at like three in the morning. So <laughs> non-committal. Well, uh, let's hear some of your texts when we come back from this timeout. You can call the show 405-329-9000. Text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We will hear from Caleb Williams coming up. He did stop and chat with Chris Plank on his way out and uh, talked about his timeline ahead. We're going to hear from uh, Brian Odom. Quite a night for him last night. Uh, Drake Stoops about that catch last night. What a moment that was. Obviously more from Bob ahead as well. Uh, And you. To T Row in the morning show, the day after the Alamo Bowl. Sooners win it, we'll be back. T Row and TJ. Yeah, these guys smell great. I warned you, there would be an odor. The T Row in the morning show on the home of Sooner fans. Going fast. They snap it again. Brown going to throw again. Has a pocket. Looking right. Throws right. Behind the receiver. Tapped in the air. Picked off. Justin Broyles on the run. 45 and he's tackled. The pass deflected in the air and Justin Broyles has the first turnover of the night. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) I just saw Gabe's picture from last night with you on the phone. Teddy... Being Teddy, <laughs> shining the light into your front windshield like he's going to figure it out. He's and reading the VIN number off to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what he's doing? While I, yeah, I'm on, the, I'm on the phone with Chevy, and he's reading the VIN number off to me. I'll tell you, he did go into Super Teddy mode. Teddy is a great guy to have around in a lot of circumstances. And last night was another one of those because he is MacGyver. He knows how to do everything other than get my keys out of the car. But... As soon as we were locked in, he's like, I've done this before. Here's what we got to do. Call this guy and that guy, you know, and then he's all over it. He goes into crisis mode. He's a good guy to, like, I'm a little surprised he didn't start pulling weapons out and saying, everybody fortify yourselves. We've got to, you know, it was, uh, he's a good guy to have around. Now, that was, he was only with me for a while and then he bailed, but we, we got it. It's okay. We, we, we got home. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. This one uh, came in on my phone. It says, dealer vehicle, that window's getting broke out. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, Teddy and Gabe posted their podcast about an hour ago, this texter says. Uh, This one says, Gabe and Teddy definitely did a podcast. Didn't completely ruin it, T-Row, but they definitely did lay the blame. <laughs> That's somebody's already listened to it. They posted it, and it's been listened to. Wow. Uh, 100% my fault. I wear it entirely. So whatever they have said about me is uh, completely warranted. Hey, you're a very important man. You've got a lot going on. Brent has a get-back guy. You need a key carrier guy. That's the guy you hand your keys off to before every broadcast. He holds the keys for you and then uh, unlocks your vehicle for you and hands the keys over to you before you make a mistake. I think that needs to be in your next contract. Uh, Key guy. Uh, Toby, once again, great call. Thanks for the ride all year long. It seemed like a lot of guys that played last night were playing lights out. If Caleb Williams comes back next year and can keep hitting the deep ball, 
then the offense and the defense with the defense will be special to watch. <sighs> you know, let's keep reading some texts. I, I do think uh, there's a lot to be excited about going forward. Barry is the king. I have now named Bob the president. Also a tip of the cap to Kel Gundy. Great job. That's from our man Sean. We're going to hear from Kel coming up. We, uh, Chris chatted with him, Chris and Gabe, after the game. So happy for Kale. Uh, to get an opportunity like he did last night and to deliver like he did last night. Uh, they started with a three and out, and it was an ugly uh, three ugly and out. Three You're and like, out. oh, yes. <laughs> And then eight straight scoring drives. I mean, he had it dialed in. And one of those and, uh, drives should have been a touchdown. The helmet situation they ended up with the field goal, but it should have been, what, seven straight uh, touchdowns at one point. So, because uh, oh, that's how about stupid that? rule. It, it, yeah. No one 100 yards of him. And, well, we, we, you know, we got this. This rule because you we can't remember have that get play. Hurt. Do you remember that play? Do I remember it? Yeah, the uh, Mario Marvin Williams Mil- play. I mean, the, uh, the Mario Williams. Got torn yeah, when somebody, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, all right. So you remember the Mario play? Um, I yelled it for you in my living room last night <laughs> twice. I yelled it then, <laughs> and then when he actually scored, I yelled it for you again. I was like, "There, I remember I, the Mario." I had a pretty good night last night. We'll uh, talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, you are an inspiration, Toby. Not sure how you're functioning this morning. I watched from the comfort mm-hmm. of my couch, dozing on and off the last few minutes, and it was a struggle, brother, to get to my feet on to get my feet on the floor this morning. Well, thank you, but before you give me too much credit, they do pay me, so um, just doing a job. I will sleep. I will sleep from when I get home till 2022. <laughs> That no is not a joke. No. I will probably have to be told about the national semifinals. But um hey, it's worth it. To get to to get to witness what we saw last night firsthand. And uh I don't mind getting up and talking about it today. So that was that was something else. This texter says they didn't show any of the presentation last night. Um I knew they didn't on the 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 channel with the broadcast, they immediately went to Sports Center, but I didn't know if they kicked it to the Ocho or one of the others, but because um, I was lights out as well. But yeah, they they um, they couldn't get to Sports Center quick enough last night on that broadcast. So I'll I'll uh, uh, Pat Fields defensive MVP, Kennedy Brooks offensive MVP. Then they gave Bob the trophy. In the background, uh, uh, you got Jeremiah Hall running around the stadium with the big flag. And you've got Caleb Williams wearing a cowboy hat, running around the stadium, blowing kisses to the entire crowd. That's what was going on after the game last night. Was it a goodbye kiss? It was blowing kisses. I don't know. We were all going, what's that mean? What do you think that means? It means he loves him, loves him, and he's coming back, or thanks for the ride, and he's leaving. You know, everybody's reading into all of everything he does. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Wondering what we are.